Welcome back to another episode of What's a Story Series 2. We're in March, which, I mean, I can't quite work out whether this year has gone really slowly or really quickly. Um, but we are in March, so another month, another week. Uh, and Rishi Sunak has been the man in the headlines this week. He's been across your TV, your radio, uh, but also very much across social media um, because a clip has emerged. Um, of a visit he paid to a school, I think, before he became Chancellor. Uh, And it's a clip involving him and two students who are asking him, basically doing a sort of a QA and a session with him, a sort of sit-down interview. Um, And one of the questions they ask him is whether he prefers Pepsi or Coke. Now, it's a pretty simple question, um, but here's why the clip went viral. So one of these things that not that many people know about me. So I collect Coca-Cola things. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Coke oh. addict. Oh, uh, total Coke that, addict. Yeah. Coca-Cola addict. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's just a record. to say. Just I am a Coca-Cola addict. Uh, I have seven fillings to uh, show for it. Yeah, uh, so now, yeah, so now, yes, exactly, I'm yeah. getting in trouble. But, um, uh, but no, no, so I, um, I, I, uh, yeah, I generally do have seven fillings because I got through a lot of the stuff when I was yeah. young, which is very bad, so people should not, don't, mm. don't, don't do that. Uh, but I now have one a week, I'm only allowed one a week now. So um, But I'm, a, I'm an enormous Coca-Cola fan, uh, Coca, yes, I won't drink no Diet Coke, no Coke Zero, <laughs> never any Pepsi, um, and actually my favourite drink is, is not even Coke, it's called Mexican Coke. Because um, you get it, it's this special Coke, uh, which is the only place in the world where Coke is made with uh, cane sugar rather than high fructose corn syrup. Mm. For the people that are really interested in this kind of thing. <laughs> so if anyone's travelling in Mexico or uh, the southern states of America, you can get Mexican Coke. It tastes amazing, and I thoroughly recommend it. But only only one a week, so you don't end up with seven fillings. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Rishi Sunak, you know we've all been there with the Coke, Coca Cola type joke. Um, it's a bit of a, well, it's been around for as long as the drink's been around, really. Um, so he's not the only one who succumbed um, to that joke. But I think, you know, he does dig himself a hole. He carries on digging and digging and digging. And I think it peaks uh, when he talks about the high fructose corn syrup. Uh, and I, I just think, I mean, if anyone's watched Alan Partridge... I mean, that is such an Alan Partridge moment. Um, but Mexican Coke was actually trending on Twitter this week. But he's also been going about some more serious business this week. Uh, he's been delivering his budget to the House of Commons. And the budget is basically uh, where well, it takes place annually. It's where the Chancellor sets out the government's tax and spending plans for the year ahead. Um, and could often actually look, as this budget did, um, years ahead. So to give you a quick summary, um, it was really about the immediate um, and the short term in the context of coronavirus. Uh, So he announced more support for individuals and businesses to help them get through the final months, well, we hope the final months, under restrictions. Uh, So one of the measures announced was furlough to be extended until the end of September. Uh, But this budget was also about looking ahead um, and Rishi Sunak setting out the plans for how he... setting out how he plans to pay back the hundreds of billions that have been spent during the COVID crisis. Um, And the the simple answer is taxation and lots of it. Staying with the budget, I want to focus on, for the story this week, I want to focus on one particular announcement that Rishi Sunak made. um, And that was to announce a further £400 million 
pounds in support for the arts sector, the arts and cultural sector. And this is on top of the 1.57 billion um, of government support already provided in the Cultural Recovery Fund. And this additional funding will go to theatres, museums, galleries and live music venues, all of whom have been seriously impacted by the pandemic. The arts is obviously an industry that relies on an audience and therefore social distancing makes it very hard for many of these venues to operate. Theatres, many theatres, for example, have been not been able to open their doors since March 2020. And live music events have, have very much been put on hold. I mean, I, I think I, I've spoke to so many people who just can't wait to go to that gig that's been delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, but we hope that with a limited reopening for many of these venues in May and a full reopening plan for June... Um, that you will be able to go to the gig that you've been looking forward to or the festival that you've been looking forward to. Um, but this news, the news of 400, extra £400 million in support for the arts sector was very much welcome um, by leaders in the arts and, and the arts and cultural sector. So that's really giving you a big picture. But I want to switch the attention just for a moment from the institutions within the arts and cultural sector to the individuals. Um, and I want to introduce you to my mate, Ed. Now, Ed has been dancing since the age of five. Growing up, he was part of a number of performing arts schools and amateur dramatic societies. And at 18, he went off to train at the Northern School of Contemporary Dance for three years. And now he's with a dance company called Verve. And he's essentially doing the dance equivalent of a postgrad, postgraduate. So I spoke to him this week to find out what lockdown has been like for someone just starting out in a career in dance and also to find out what his hopes are for the future. Edward, how are you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to see you. Nice to see you. Mate, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while, so it's a pleasure oh, really? to have you on. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank what you very disclosure, much. Me and Ed have been mates for a very long time and, uh, and also, full disclosure, you're a big Man United fan. Uh, oh, so I-, I wanted to start... What's your reaction to the game last night? Would you obviously nil nil with Crystal yeah, It's just very. I watched the whole game and I, I wish I didn't. Just another waste of the ninety minutes. Do you know what I mean? Of just no, nothing going on in the final third. Like there's no plan. I don't know, very. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can really see you getting quite emotional here. Yeah, I don't know. It was just. Yeah, it's, it's, you can say anything you want at the moment about United, like what's wrong, what could they do? But, you know, I just, we're not we're not there yet to compete for the title, in my opinion. But, like, you have to look at it from the last games. I think I looked at a stat today of from the 12th of January when we've been top. I think we've only won a few times, what, twice or th- two or three times. And it's a lot of draws, one loss against Sheffield. But, when you look at that, like if if you try and think some of the positives, like I don't know, like we haven't lost. I could yeah, talk rage. I could talk rage. <laughs> so we very... could just completely sack off the plan for this episode and just talk about Maynard. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that probably wouldn't serve the listener very well. So I'm going to crack on with dance, which is what you've been doing since the age of five, um, and you've been studying studying contemporary dance um, yeah. at the Northern School of Contemporary Dance, and you're now at a dance company called Verve. Yeah. Um, can you just introduce, well, what is contemporary dance uh, and how does it differ from other styles of dance? 
Yeah, of course. Um, it's always a hard question, like, because um, when people ask, I remember you asking in the past, like, what, what is it? Or like family members ask that, like, what contemporary dance is. It's really hard to explain because it, um, but uh, it, I would say it would be like a fusion of so many different styles all put together. And it's, I think it's there to sort of, um, it's very expressive, like any other sort of dance forms, but it, I think it's made to like break boundaries and just create new things because contemporary dance is always developing always changing it's not just like one thing yeah um it, it's always creating like and the fusions of maybe like hip-hop and contemporary or just like i don't know jazz contemporary like there's so many sort of things and like the world we live in now there's just so many new different things that are going on so i, I think is that all right is that yeah is yeah, that- yeah. Well- I get the sense it's hard to box it into a certain category. Yeah, it's it's quite because it's not like ballet where you're like it's a very technical, classical like, and everyone knows everyone kind of get, gets a gist of what ballet is and it's quite hard um to what can contemporary dance is. It's not lyrical, you know, with the white shirts and like the big lifts, like uh you can if you want, but it's 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 so broad that that's why I think it's so so fun and just so like exciting because it will never get old. How do you sort of make a living with it? So are a lot of dancers freelance or are they self, like self-employed or, or can you attach yourself onto a company and get regular pay? How does it work sort of financially? Yeah, so like you could either be, as a dancer, um, you could be in like a rep company. Uh, uh, you could be a freelancer, as you said, or you can like make your own work completely. So you can apply for Arts Council funding which is I have a lot of friends who do that and they'll make their pieces, but because you're the boss, you'll have to do yeah, yeah. All the, uh, organize all the stuff, which is fun. Um, freelancing, you can do projects from A to B. So always keeping like ahead of the game and trying always to get like work. Or as I said, like the rep companies where you'll have like a contract, like a normal job, yeah. maybe for a year or two, or maybe even more. And then you'll make pieces with choreographers in-house or like outside choreographers coming in. So it honestly depends like what sort of dancer artist you want to be, I think. Right. Okay. That was that government advert, wasn't there, uh, a couple of months back, which I think read something like Fatima's next job. And it was a picture of a ballerina, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the and the and the caption was Fatima's next job could be in cyber. She just doesn't know it yet. Um, and I, from what I could tell, that went down pretty badly uh, in the world of performing arts. What was your reaction? I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no, it went down horrifically. Like, there's so many like, on my, I, I don't know, I think I checked Facebook or Instagram, like, any social medias. And so people are so passionate about the arts. It doesn't have to be dance. Like, how can you completely just brush past the arts, which everyone would love to go and see? It's entertainment. It's something that a lot of people are passionate and like want to do for their life. And it's even though it might not be, you know, a, like a sit down office job, it's still a job. And yeah. it's and it's just very um, funny just because an artist made the sort of titles. There was a cameraman who's in the arts. It's just quite funny. I, I don't know if you saw that, just like all these arrows just pointing at like um, lighting. It's just quite funny, comical, really. <laughs> so I, I don't know in my opinion I thought it was quite funny because I just I, I like I've been doing it for like so long I always I still want to I just found it I didn't I obviously found it insulting but 
I just kind of laughed it off because you I just know, like, yeah, it just, I just, the arts won't, I sound very like cliche, the arts won't die, but it just won't, it might, it just yeah. really won't. Yeah. Like, because people want to go and see things, yeah. especially now, like, but, uh, when all this is over, people want to go outside, so many people, and that's, yeah. So I found it, you know, it's, it's, and it also shows just how, like, out of touch they are like out of touch they are with like the arts. We're going to bring it, um, well, carry on with the theme of COVID. Yeah. So if COVID hadn't have happened, yes. theoretical world where COVID what, hasn't happened at all. What a world. I know. Where would yeah. you be right now? Or is that impossible to say? No, it's not impossible to say. Um, so COVID. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I think hopefully I still would have, been accepted on the postgrad for the, the 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 company which I'm in at the moment. Right. I thought, well, I made like I think hopefully I would have been there, but if not, I think um I had a couple of audition invites to go to. Uh, so if I wasn't doing Verve um, now, I think I would be doing maybe projects or maybe not. Like it's I think it's so hard to say like. I could I could be I could have been in a company abroad. I was going to but... say because traveling such a big part. I remember when you talked to me about it and like the plan to go and travel with your dance like across Europe. Mm. That I guess is, has just not been able to happen at all. Well, then that, now with Brexit, um, I I applied quite recently to this um company in Marseille called La Hortes, like this really like cool company which um, I love, and uh, I didn't get accepted for the audition. Really? just because they wanted European dancers or French dancers. They weren't allowing UK at all. I wonder why. Um, kind of like... Mate, you've thrown in the B word. I didn't even expect, you know, I didn't Sorry. expect. So, well, I, I love that. So... They, they didn't say like, oh, it's because of um, Brexit, yeah. but my, my, my housemate who applied as well, who didn't get it, we kind of assumed that it might have been the case. Um, of that so at the moment abroad it's quite yeah big question mark as to what could happen and there was this petition going on with the I don't know if you saw like the visas that there was a massive petition I was about like, to say that yeah over 200 300,000 like uh signatures um for for UK um artists uh to go like travel abroad and work abroad yeah. because it, yeah it, there's so much out, there's so much stuff out there, not just in the UK, where the arts is a major thing, a huge thing, especially in Europe as well. Like it's, it's incredibly massive. Yeah. Well, the freedom freedom of movement, as you're saying, there is is such an important, particularly in, I guess in Europe, um, yeah. as you mentioned. So that, that is really interesting. Uh, can you talk about how how COVID's impacted your current studies and your studies when you were at Northern and your, as I said your studies now at Verve so we found out in March didn't we so I was uh, I think when you're a third year I think at any dance school um, you go to or any sort of uh, conservatoire well no actually any university like yeah. third year is a big year it's, it's a huge year yeah. and um, I think as when I was when I came when I came, moved up to Leeds and I was watching the graduation when I was in first year of the third years, I was like, wow, like, that's amazing. Like, as a nice sign off to your three years of hard work and enjoyment. And from that getting taken away from you, it was just, it was so sad. It was yeah. just so, it was, 
it was horrible because our year, I think, was such a... Because there was only um, 50 of us, I think. There was only 50-odd. And we were all looking forward to the summer term of, like... Because in the summer term, when you're like third year at Northern, you'll be making a lot of pieces, which you want to be doing. Like, it's just so it's just a site-specific. So we were going to have one in... um. I think in the art gallery in Leeds, uh, and then we're going to have one in our like theatre Riley, um, and then you like people get to perform solos, and then like maybe duets of things, and yeah. um, there'll be like choreographers coming in to make pieces, and it's just like a it's just a really like lovely thing we were all looking forward to, and it just got taken away, and then we had to zoom. Uh, yeah talk to me about that I mean how's how's yeah. it been dancing over zoom I can't even imagine what that's like uh, it's yeah <laughs> it's, it's been challenging at some times because to find the motivation to in your own like room or house to find the motivation to get up still and do a class maybe in your garage is it's hard and yeah like with Verve now we've been um luckily not on zoom to oh right or anything we we've been in the studio um creating because we've had we have um further every year we'll have four choreographers coming in and then you make four pieces and go on tour in the summer and uh, we're still i think we're going on tour but like how much we're going to be going on tour that's still a question okay. but at least we're going to be performing which is a thing uh which we couldn't do last year so yeah was yeah. that is, no yeah. But, yeah that it's interesting because you talk about all that you do all that work but then not having the performance at the end of it is like, well, the two yeah. don't really match up, do they? And it all must just feel like it's just gone really flat. Um, so it will be great for you to yeah, obviously get back performing. Um, so is that the plans for the future then? So hopefully go on tour with, with Verve and, um, and, and, and travel with that. Yeah, so um, we'll be touring and um, uh, we'll start in Leeds uh, at the end of April. And then I think we'll finish just at the start of July or end of June. I don't like no specifics. Um, but yeah, as I said, how many dates we'll do, we don't know yet because of the situation. But everything's looking positive. Everything's looking quite positive. Um, so yeah, I, um, are you talking about? Uh, was your question about uh, forming for like the future? Is that is that exactly? Yeah, yeah, long term. I think. It's a tricky one because I, I would love to tell you, be like, oh, I'm doing this next year. Like, yeah, oh, I'll yeah. be after that, I'll be doing this. But not a lot of people know what is going to happen. But yeah. that's okay, though. Like, that's yeah. totally fine, in my opinion. Like, I'm a bit, obviously, everyone's a bit nervous, but it's exciting because I, I personally think that after all of this, it's going to be a boom. Like it's going to, people are going to, like so many things are going to come about, not just in dance and like yeah. theatres around like the UK that work like it. People are going to be wanting to obviously go outside, as I said before. So there'll be opportunities and there'll be things to do. So I'm looking forward to seeing what could, um, could happen. In terms of performing, of course, I want to perform like um, anywhere really. I'd love to, I think specifically being um dance theater i think there's more of a sort of that's more up my street rather than a like a rep company as a dance company which is obviously still like a great thing to do but i think after like a couple of like a few years of training you kind of start to know what you kind of want and don't want why what appeals with dance theater what's it about that 
I think coming from like an acting background as well, because I used to act like with your fellow self yes, as well sir. back in the day in the Nomads Youth Theatre days. Um, Mate, unbelievable. That, that, I haven't actually told uh, listeners about that, but that will come. Oh, really? Few- I, no, that will come in a future episode, I'm sure. Oh, okay. uh, well, yeah, maybe. I, I won't. I won't spoil too much, but you know, <laughs> Freddie. Freddie was Freddie was front and center. He was there with the dance moves. <laughs> I, was I was mainly at the back, mate, as tree number four. Oh <laughs> uh, no! But, um, yeah, I think because I come from act- I know I, I love like acting. Uh, because uh, coming from like those sort of things, which we used to do, like little theatre groups and. Um, studying it as well. I think dance theatre. There's a lot more. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm not trying to say. There's a. It's more of a. To me, the storytelling. It's more. Um, there's more of an intention in things and like what it might look like with this sort of light and like big sets and like you as an audience member, you'll come into this world and you'll see this thing and like yeah, I want like audiences to go away and be like oh really think about what they've just yeah. seen not. The, you know, the dance where you're like oh here's one move here's that move how impressive this turn is like some people obviously like that but I, I for me I'd like to just you know use like my storytelling to inspire and like make people maybe think about like you know what they've um <laughs> I don't know but about their lives or like yeah yeah maybe- is that does that make sense yeah, that makes sense a bit like I'm going to compare it maybe like a painting so an artist would want a painting to do more than just look at it actually has a deeper meaning to it and makes you think about it and that's what yeah yeah not it doesn't have to be like very intense thinking <laughs> <laughs> I mean like oh yeah that's very sinister that piece like um like <laughs> no just, um, but uh yeah it's I think and there's just so much more sort of um there's so much more to play with do you know what I mean it's just it will never get old it will never be dry there's so like so many different possibilities in in terms of like dance theatre and still in contemporary dance like there's for example there's this company uh called far from the norm a guy called botis saber um he's just won recently just won olivier award for best upcoming uh artist yeah because he's now he's combined hip-hop with contemporary and like everyone's going crazy about it because no one's seen it before yeah. and it it works so well and like those sort of things are just like so inspiring to watch and like it makes you want to do those sort of things so yeah and I want to touch on quickly social media how social media has changed everything in every single industry but uh, yeah. specifically to dance how has it changed dance what impact particularly during lockdown as well when you can't get yourself out there as much how much of an impact has it had I think as a I think as a dancer, um, I would say, in, especially at the peak of lockdown, there was a lot of people used to get out, obviously for themselves, and want to get out and like make a video, like an improv, improv, improvised video, and with a nice background, and um, which is cool, which made you like a might feel a bit guilty that oh, maybe I should do that as well, like oh god, like. Um, uh, maybe I should film something quickly. Uh, so I think there was a lot of pressure for a lot of dancers to maybe um, f- maybe film something or have to create something with social media and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. But I think with the positives on it, like if you consistently make videos, obviously like if you practice and practice, you're better and better and it will 
Um, I think as we did for our site-specific and um, graduation films, you'll just know what looks good. So you won't just like, I won't pop my phone just randomly then like, this is me dancing, like, what's that? Like, uh, like mate, you, you'd want it to be something, uh, uh, you want it to be something else like, a lot more. So people can be like, oh, wow. Maybe people who don't know like dance as well might be like, oh, that's really cool. Like I have done that. So it's not just movement in my bedroom. So it could be, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it's massive, like with all other stuff as well, like with dance, um, social media, so, so much like um, show reels on Instagram, you know, like reels or like TikToks or. Um, so, wait, what's a reel? What, what's, a, what's a reel? You know, there's like a reels you like scroll for on Instagram and it's a short little, I think they just stole the idea from TikTok to be fair. Like, those, um, those short videos that. Yeah, yeah. 10 seconds or so yeah so maybe like someone's doing like a trick and you're like oh my god like i've never seen that before but it will be like an instagram sort of uh video do you know what i mean and it's very impressive to watch very quickly like short those short videos being like oh wow that's that's unreal yeah. next one do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah immediately forgot about it that's the problem isn't it this is like yeah. so instant yeah um mate it's been really really good to talk to you i want to end on well and on a positive note because we're going to be going back clubbing soon yeah and when we do i think a lot of listeners will be wanting to know right i'm in a club what dance right what dance move are you suggesting what's the one that's (laughs) really maybe they're talking to a girl i don't know but they want to impress this girl whatever what dance move do they do can you have you got any advice on a certain move or i don't know um, routine Oh, if, if I'm honest, like from the way the British people are, I don't think they'll be even remembering routines or dance moves. I think people will be embarrassing, embarrassing themselves a lot um, like with it. So I would say just do what you want because everyone needs the cow. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's no thing. But always, if you want to be safe, always go for the two step if you like want to find the rhythm. The two Obviously. step simple, isn't it? What so thick two step, and you can just build it up to something else. But you know, if you if you feel confident at the time, maybe you've had a couple, and like you want to press this girl, like do what you want. But you never know; it could go either way. They could really love it, or they could walk away very quickly. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it's not really got any advice. But... I, I've been um, I've obviously been out uh, when I've come to visit you in Leeds. And yeah. we've gone out with your um well, we've gone out as a group and obviously with your mates who are also at Northern um and also very good dancers. Yeah. I um, had a question that, on you guys, sorry, so sorry. No, I have to say, mate, it's unbelievable just watching you guys in action because you just completely take over the club. It's like just it's just like everyone's looking at you doing these moves and everyone's just like it looks you make it look so easy, so simple, but mate, unbelievable, I have to say. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, you've kind of just brushed up on it, just like what from the times you like used to come up where I like come to see you or like we go somewhere um to see other people like what do you I would like I, like, I wanted to know your opinion on just like what you see but you've you obviously just kind of said it I don't know I think we just think because it's it's like anything like you work so hard through the week because we don't stop Monday Friday when you're in training like 9am to 5 9 to 5 so when you go out it's just like this freedom and you just want to just do anything like and it's sometimes the case of like what who who's sillier do you know what i mean who can get like 
there's like a bar and like it will keep raising and raising yeah, yeah, think, yeah. whatever the amount of alcohol that is like <laughs> being like <giraffe. laughs> what and like i don't know but it's always a good time like because dancers on it like a night out it's always fun like as you've seen like you i think you've already had always had a good time but you've you've kept up threads like it's fine like mate i have to say i give it i give it my best go but i'm i'm nowhere near your level there's no <laughs> I, I think you do well in my from what i've seen i think 10, point, 10 points for for trying potentially but um <laughs> no if anyone knows my dancing it's uh i'd say pretty questionable at times but mate thank you for coming on it's been a yeah it's been a great my... chat and uh, yeah i do hope yeah, you I... go and you know obviously travel in in the summer um and get out to europe and yeah, things things are looking up. I think end on that positive note. Things are looking up. Um, but yeah, thanks for the thing. You can't look at it now. Like if we were talking last, if we were talking last year in March, it would be a different like story because it would be so clueless. But I have really high hopes for the arts in general. That a lot of things are going to be coming, and very soon. Yeah. So like, watch this it, space. It's an exciting time. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what you have to look at. You have to look at it like you can't be like, oh my god, like what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Maybe the first couple of months, yeah, but you know, you just you have to realize like, oh my god, like there'll be opportunities. If I, I might be so wrong, and I apologize, but I just put all my money on the fact that there will be Mate, stuff that like people will love and like want. To- if there's one thing welcome on this podcast, it is optimism. <laughs> well, there you go then. <laughs> us full of optimism and leaving us happy mate thanks for coming on what's the story and uh yeah mate good to speak yeah my pleasure Fred. take care absolutely love ed's optimism in that interview and i have to say he's right to be optimistic because his people will return to the arts and to arts venues in their droves you know we all can't wait to go see a live performance whatever it may be in the theaters uh, or in music or in dance. So he's absolutely right. You know, there is going to be a boom. And it's, there's going to be so many opportunities um, for people in the arts. So great optimism. We absolutely love that on this podcast. Um, and that interview actually really reminded me of episode two that we did with Becky. And she was talking about how obviously she planned to go to Spain. COVID put that on hold, but she's adapted and now is working in this test centre. And I think hats off to you, Becky. Hats off to you, Ed for rolling up your sleeves and and rolling with the punches. Um, so a lesson to us all and another lesson from Ed is when we return to the clubs, keep it simple. You know, keep it simple with that movement and always remember the two-step. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode and I'll see you next week. <laughs>